Z of Movies. Uh, my name is Colin on the C. Joining me is Zijan the Z. Hello, Zijan. Hello. Um, I did a 10K recently. Did you? I'm very proud of that. So I didn't want to say to everyone pretty much. Are you going um, <laughs> to you gonna tell us your time, Zijan? No. Fair enough. <laughs> was, it less, <laughs> was it less than two hours? It was definitely less than Fantastic. two hours. Yeah. Um, it was pretty much similar to my time before the pandemic. So I was quite happy okay. with that. That's good. But I was not a fast runner anyway. So, uh, yeah. I was, uh, was on my list of things I wanted to do was do the Bristol 10K, but then I damaged my knee and it can't do it. I mean, you can just walk it, right? I could just walk it. Yeah, I suppose that's true. Is it part of your things to do before your 40 thing? It, it is. is you it might is. as well just walk it. Just yeah, walk it. Then. Maybe I'll have to. Because I did, I did sign up to it one year and then uh, injured myself again that time. <laughs> so someone else had to run it for me. So I, technically, technically, Colin Thomas did finish the Bristol 10K in, in a... Uh, in yeah. a <laughs> 15 minutes faster than I've ever done it. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so the record record books look good for me. Uh, well, well, congratulations, Zijan. We're all very proud of you. Um, today we are talking about Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Um, we're talking your much awaited film, really. The, yes, the, the most awaited film from the beginning. Yeah, uh, yes, it was. Yes, we did a whole episode um, previewing it mm-hmm. um, a while back. Uh, we're going to talk about Going My Way, an Oscar-winning film. We're going to talk about. Oh, we're going to do a quiz rather on the films of Judd Apatow. And much, much, much more. more. There is a lot more this time. There seems to be a lot uh, more. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry, that's wearying you, Zijan. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was expecting a podcast where I don't have to talk too much, but yeah, there's quite a lot to go through. So let's start. <laughs> okay, let's let's start. Um, so apparently, yeah, I don't know why this is my top of my news, but I should definitely rearrange this properly. But Sony has announced a Spider-Man El Morto film, and they have. Yes, and get okay. I get get this. Like I didn't know who this El Morto person is, um, <laughs> so, so I went to Wikipedia yeah. and tried to find El Morto. Guess what? Even Wikipedia doesn't have a link for El wow. Morto. I mean, what is Sony doing? That's what, what are Sony doing? I mean, I think Morbius broke a lot of us. So that was the one that <laughs> I, did, I didn't bother going to see. Uh, but they have managed to nail down uh, international superstar Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny, yep. I don't know who that is. Nope, uh, we are clearly too old for him. Is he an actor as well as a, I want to say, hip-hop artist? Is that what he does? I think so. That's what the cool kids say uh, a hip- listen to. A, a hip-hopper? I suppose that makes sense if you're, if you're a bunny. Um <laughs> He's a he's a Puerto Rican rapper, singer, record producer, actor, and professional wrestler. Uh, is this the character or uh, this, is, this, <laughs> actor? Is, this, this is Bad Bunny? Um, okay. Uh, his music is often defined as Latin trap and reggaeton, but, I, not, but I, not by me. Well, well good luck to the guy. Um, he's signed himself <laughs> onto a film that will no doubt be terrible. Ah, uh, Sony. What are they doing? Uh, what Sony. are they doing? Yeah. Uh, dear. Uh, Mission Impossible 7 has now got a title, uh, which is Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. I don't think they've officially given the title p- to Part 8, but we can probably guess that it's uh, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning, Dead Reckoning Part 2. I forgot that they are splitting the... You know, 7 and 8 are basically uh, sequels, right? So Yeah, I think this is well, the first time they've explicitly... Because I know they're being kind of filmed back-to-back and a lot of uh, kind of cast announcements for them as, as uh, together, but I don't think they're... Have quite officially a two-part story, but I guess it's fairly obvious. My my only wish is for it to actually, you know, come out. 
That'd be, it'd be nice, wouldn't it? I mean, it's it's been yeah. in the can for well, I don't know. It was it was, it was so weird because it was like Mission Impossible is the only thing that's still filming through the pandemic, and like so many films kind of began filming, ended filming, got edited, got put out. Yeah, I got released. Like, there's not. I I don't know what's holding back right now. I know there's a lot of COVID cases there. Mm. Um, Tom Cruise probably breaking another leg here and there, but sure, you know, sure. Uh, <laughs> as he does. But still, I mean, we can't keep talking about you being delayed forever, man. Next year, right? <laughs> we one can hope. Uh, more names uh, or subtitles? What do you call this? The the bit after the colon bit. Uh, but you call that a subtitle? Yes. Yeah, subtitle. So we've got another name for the A Quiet Place spin-off. It's now going to be called A Quiet Place Day One. Yep. We've also got uh, the name for the new Avatar sequel, which is called Avatar Colon The Way of Water. The, the colon definitely is the way of water. Um, it's <laughs> uh, In our predictions last year, I think I said that Avatar was not going to come out this year. So um, I might, might be... A f- I thought that was a fairly safe bet, but it look it definitely seems like it's happening. I um I I didn't arrive at Doctor Strange early enough to watch the trailer, but apparently there was a trailer. Um, I definitely missed the first bit of Doctor Strange. I can tell <laughs> once we discuss it, I can tell you exactly where I arrived in the cinema. Honestly, right, I thought that like there'll be so many trailers before this. I arrived to the cinema, I think, fifty minutes um, right. past the time, like you yeah, usually do. Sure, but sure. I've missed pretty much like what really? ten minutes of the film. Wow. Annoyingly. Well, so neither of us then saw uh, Avatar The Way of Water trailer. <laughs> oh, definitely not me. Um, speaking of, of uh, Marvel films, uh, John Watts has bowed out of the Fantastic Four movie. Uh, it all seems very amicable. Uh, he obviously did the, the Spider-Man Home trilogy and was on, on that basis they, they trust him with this, but he says I'm a bit, he says I'm a bit tired. So, uh, Which is fair, right? I think, I mean, I can imagine like it's quite difficult to do like blockbuster after blockbuster after blockbuster you want to do something different yeah because you've not done a huge amount before Spider-Man I think it's a film called Cop Car which was fairly well received which I've not seen but yeah it wasn't prolific uh, and it was it was always a slightly odd move that they gave I mean I think his well particularly the, um, Far From Home and Nowhere Home really really good but yeah it's, it's, they haven't really had this with any other director where they've come back to them quite so many times apart from the Russo brothers and that was kind of the Avengers in fact, even they only did three, didn't they? No, they did four. They did four. Um, yeah. One more director that's also leaving a franchise is Justice Lin. Uh, not Justice Lin. Justin Lin. Justice Lin. The, Justin uh, Lin, not the judge. The high court. <laughs> <laughs> Justin Lin is leaving a fast axe. Um, and this one is not as amicable as um, <laughs> uh, Watts, basically. this uh, Apparently, there's creative differences between the studio and the director, which is a bit weird because he actually co-wrote this film. So I'm not sure. And, and directed several of the other ones, didn't he? Exactly, uh, right, yeah. R- Rumour is that it's a, it's a Lin versus Vin kind of situation here, where, uh, where Vin Diesel... Um, You're saving for this. Uh, that was... I only just thought of that. Um, yeah, where they... Uh, I saw that there's this kind of weird video that Vin Diesel took where he was talking to him and was like, do you think this is going to be the best one ever? And he's like, yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, <sighs> so yes, uh, Apparently someone called Louis Leterrier uh, might be in. I don't know who that is. Um, he did the Now You See Me film series oh, that wow. you love so much, Colin. Oh, wow. okay. <laughs> and uh, the Transporter ones. I, I guess the Transporter can kind of translate into Fast and Furious. Yeah, is Statham still in these things? Yeah. He was, the, he was the transporter, wasn't he? 
Yep, he was. There you go. Okay. I mean, I wasn't wasn't going to watch this. I'm still not going to watch this. Unless Vin Diesel comes to our podcast. Unless Vin Diesel comes to the podcast. Then you'll watch two. I'll watch two, and it could be this one. He can. I'll tell you what, he can choose the two that I watch. There you go, that's generosity, isn't it? <laughs> this is going to be a recurring segment now. Yeah. Uh, yes, until until it, it gains so much uh, notoriety across the web that Vin Diesel feels he has to come on. <laughs> and I can talk to him about all, the, all his films I've seen. Which might be none if not, not think about it. <laughs> well, apart from the um, obviously the Guardians of the Galaxy film. Oh yeah, that's true. Hmm. Uh, is it me? Let's let's say it is. Um, uh, Blake Lively is making her film directorial debut, having previously directed mm-hmm. uh, a Taylor Swift music video, which, if I remember rightly, was "If I Was a Man," but it might not be. Um, it's going to be called Seconds. Uh, it's based on a graphic novel by Brian Lee O'Malley, who uh, I know and love as the writer of the Scott Pilgrim graphic novels. Um, it's kind of a script by Edgar Wright, which um, I think is the first time he's written a script that he hasn't directed himself. Well, I don't know if he got a credit on Ant-Man in the end. Maybe he got a story by credit or something. Um, the graphic novel is a woman called Katie who founds a very popular restaurant called Seconds. She lives above it, and then someone turns up and gives her mushrooms that she can eat. <laughs> to um, do over her mistakes I will watch this I'm definitely going to watch this yeah yeah I'd, I'd say Brian Lee O'Malley I, I love Scott Pilgrim both the film and, and the books and Edgar Wright obviously and uh, yeah I've no reason to believe that Blake Lively would not be a good director but no that, exactly that, right that, that Taylor Swift <laughs> video seemed fine if it's, <laughs> if it's the one I'm thinking of yeah I've definitely not seen that Taylor Swift video <laughs> they're talking about actually if it is uh, if I was a man then it's uh, quite problematic but, uh, but leaving that aside <laughs> it's um, yeah go Blake Lively um, more dark news Andy Serkis will be directing a novel adaptation of The Giant's House um, he's currently busy with Animal Farm as we mentioned mm. uh, in the previous podcast but obviously Andy Serkis being Andy Serkis is a busy man um, The Giant's House uh, is based on an Elizabeth McCracken's novel but the adaptation is written by Nick Hornby oh. um Yep. And it follows Peggy, who is a young librarian who prefers the company of books to people and then someone visits her library and they embark on a journey. How exciting. I um I own several Nick Hornby books, but I've never got around to reading any of them. But I like some of the film adaptations of his stuff. Sounds interesting. Uh Wicked is getting a movie, we already knew that. Uh, but now we know, thanks to John M. Chu, that's gonna be two movies. They're gonna split it. Uh, into Wicked Part 1 or Wicked Part 2 I guess I think this kind of works only because like the first part of Wicked is definitely set during the high school years when they well is it high school or when they were at university or college or something or yeah. yeah yeah the Shiz yeah Shiz University or something like that yeah so I mean you can kind of split it up but um, it's yeah to pay money to watch an incomplete film mm. it's a bit of a bummer I would say like I, especially yeah. since I thought we'd moved past the era of splitting films into two. I know. And in this case, right, like, um, you're splitting the songs into two as well, as in, like, you'll be putting, you have to hope that the songs in the second act is much stronger than the songs in the first act um, Mm. to be able to make this work as well. Because if not, it's just, it's just weird, right? Like, so I saw, um, I saw Wicked on, on the, on the Bristol stage, uh, thought it was okay i didn't love it if i'm honest um defying gravity that's is that does that close the first act yep it's it's going to end the first film yeah 
But there's no way they're not going to put it in the second film as well. I mean, they'll just do it on the uh, kind of a interlude or something. Uh, I mean, John M. Chu seems to know what he's doing with musicals, so uh, I'll, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt uh, for now. But it could be one of those ones. I assume they're filming them back to back. I hope so. I don't know um, that, but I should know. It. I just don't like. <sighs> I don't like it when studios do this. It's just mm. you know, it just reeks of trying to make as much money as possible from a very popular franchise. Do you remember when um, the Divergent film franchise split their last book into two, and then it was <laughs> it was so unpopular they never actually filmed the second one. Yeah, we don't talk about it. <laughs> very sad. Um. My favorite uh, animation studio, Laika, which What's I've... What's uh, that, Zijan? Laika, yeah, hey I know yeah. what you're talking about. I made a mistake in the last podcast. We can discuss that later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I mean, we could discuss it now if you like. Uh, yeah, but last podcast, we <laughs> talked about Cubo and the Two Strings, and I mistakenly said it wasn't... It was Aardvark Productions. We'll do the oh, Wallace fuck. and Gromit stuff. Yeah, Aardman. <laughs> Aardman Productions, we did the Wallace and Gromit stuff but it's actually Leica who does the stop motion uh, you did I actually carefully edited around it um, so no one would ever know if I hadn't brought it up again this time uh, well you can you can take my card away then I, yeah I will I'll, I'll take your Aardvark card <laughs> my Aardvark card um, yeah so they've got uh, they're working on another film so they have a film right now um, called Wildwood but on, they have another one coming up called The Night Gardener Mm. So two films coming up, which is good for me, good news for me, because I love La Liga and stop motion. Mm. So the more the merrier. It's been a while since I've seen a film from them, to be honest. Yeah. Um, this is a neo-noir film, apparently, and presumably based on In the Night Garden. Is that right? I have no idea. I'm assuming it's not. Uh, in the, do you know In the Night Garden? I've heard of it. Okay. Uh, we're too old for In the Night Garden, but uh, someone once got me. It's a kids show, and someone's got me once bought me some Play-Doh. Um, with a, a figure of Macapaca or something like that. <laughs> anyway, fine. Uh, Batman 2 is happening. Of course. What a big surprise. Uh, Rob uh, Manson is in. Um, Matt Reeves is in. I'm not sure Zoe Kravitz is officially in, but I'm sure she will be. And In some shape or form. I hope the Joker is not in this, though. You hope so, but he will be, won't he? Um, yeah. More surprisingly, Venom 3 is happening. <laughs> Don't don't understand that. Well, Venom 2 made loads of money again. Did it? Oh, yeah. Come on, people. Uh, I, I mean, they must be getting close to teaming these guys up into your, into your Sinister Six. Uh, and Ghostbusters 5 uh, yeah, is also happening. Yeah, I guess so. I, I mean, the previous Ghostbusters was not called Ghostbusters 4, was it? So the no, one and the fact that the previous one was called 3. Yeah, so this uh, Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters After Afterlife, I suppose, is what we're getting. Mm. Um, yeah. I guess it made enough money to come back, and Sony didn't have that many properties. So. Hmm. Uh, uh, you, although you, you saw Ghostbusters Afterlife, didn't you? You quite liked it. I did. You um, quite liked it. From you, yeah, I quite liked it. It's a good summer film. Yeah, I mean, Paul Paul Rudd is very likable, right? <laughs> you can't go wrong with Paul Rudd. Mm. <laughs> I mean, he is likable, but I, I wouldn't rush out to see a film because he's in it. No, like, but I mean, a film can't be that bad if isn't it? Hmm, I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, not much news left. Uh, Adam Sandler is reuniting with his uncut gems duo, the Southie Brothers, to make a film. Uh, no other news about what film it would be, but uh, this was the one that got Adam Sandler. Did you get a nomination for that? I he cannot didn't remember. In the end, no, no. Ah, that was the controversy of that, mm. right? Good film. And I, I, I almost. Because I was looking at what we should do as our quiz next time. I was looking at the Safety Brothers, and I've seen Uncut Gems, and I've seen a film they did with Robert Patterson called 
rough time i think it's called is it good, no, good time um and they're both very good but nothing else they've done i've, I've heard of or seems to have been very big so um this is uh, they're still relatively new at this game well and netflix is losing so much money so adam sandler needs other vet <laughs> when when he used to put yeah. his films out really yeah but uh, Netflix has still got enough money to buy um, Alejandro G. Narito's next film, um, Bardo, False Chronicle. Sorry, Bardo, False Chronicle of a Handful of Truths, uh, which is a nostalgic comedy about a Mexican journalist. It's uh, been seven years since his last film, uh, The Revenant, but he's coming back. Wow. And it's going to be released later this year, apparently. Okay. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We still have Netflix by the end of this year. <laughs> As in, we'll still subscribe or it'll still exist. Yeah, both. Both, I haven't okay. Said it yet. okay. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm done with news. You're done. Really? Um, I've only got one more, which is the exciting news that J.J. Abrams is going to produce a Hot Wheels movie for Mattel. Oh, my God. Um... <laughs> can, that, can someone just stop all these toy-based movies coming out now? I mean, in fairness, they, like... ne- they never actually come out, do they? <laughs> they just talk about them for a while. So I think uh, Mattel have been trying to make a Hot Wheels move for quite a long time. Uh, apparently, and I guess, I guess it's not really much of a of a USP, is it? It's kind of like we've got cars, maybe they I mean, have fire on the side. It sounds like a USP that allows to sell more toys, though, don't you think? It's like car. It's like the film Cars, Cars Two, Cars mm. Three from Pixar. The reason why they keep coming out with more movies like this is because it's popular and they sell lots of merch. So Do kids still buy Hot Wheels cars. I don't. I don't no idea. Well, I mean, not no buy. Idea. Get bought as gifts, I suppose. Uh, yeah. Well, good, good luck to J.J. Abrams. Um, we move on then to to see or not to Z. Where we talk about films we've recently seen and tell you the listener whether you should see them or not. Z them, Zijan. Uh, what have you been doing? I apart from running ten k, <laughs> you didn't mention. <laughs> I watched uh, the rescue. Uh, the oh. documentary on Disney Plus, uh, which was created by the same people behind Free Solo, oh, yeah. um, Elizabeth Chai, Vasha um, Haley, and Jimmy Chin, um, and this is about the rescue of the thirteen Thai boys who were stuck in a cave for seventeen days. Oh yes, yes. Is, um, is Elon Musk in it? Nope. Okay. Actually, uh, quite a few people are not in it as well. So there were some rights issues uh, with this. The filmmakers had difficulty securing rights for the story. So National Geographic was able to secure the rights to the, the story of the divers. But Netflix has acquired rights to the experiences of the soccer team or the football team. Why did I say soccer? Why did I say soccer? Damn it, I copied it and I said it out loud. I need to change this. Okay. <laughs> football team, nice. uh, preventing them from telling their story in the film. That so is it, so it, weird. It really is. It really is. To t- you. So that's the problem with the film I had uh, in, in general. It just felt very, like half the story was told. Because yeah. are Netflix doing a fictionalized, well not fictionalized, a dramatized version of it? Or are they doing a documentary as well? I don't know. I, I thought, I really I thought don't we were know. getting a yeah, dramatized, but I could be wrong. Okay. Yeah, so uh, so because of that, right, like it's definitely not as good as Free Solo. Mm. Um by a long way um, and uh, <laughs> there's even one part in the film where there was a cameo from Grey's Anatomy in it as well I'm not too sure what happened there <laughs> like, it was a very bizarre choice yeah it was it really was like there was a, there was a shot of the Grey's Anatomy are episode we just, are for we like just referring two seconds alright so not the actor they just showed the film are you sure you they didn't, you sure didn't just switch channels by mistake no <laughs> I didn't okay. it was a very bizarre choice so it's yeah as I say, it's, it's just not good like you can't really tell the whole story if by telling only half the story right okay. so 
Yeah, that's the issue. But I know for a fact that after watching this as well, I'm never going anywhere near a cave ever again. <laughs> okay. Yes. No. And it's also, I guess, a bit weird to do a documentary about a story that everyone already knows. Really, I don't know. Maybe there are lots of uh, new revelations. Just you already knew the outline, I guess. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Roughly. Yeah. Okay. Um. So don't bother. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, but uh, nothing special. Nothing to scream about. Fair enough. Uh, I saw a film called Kimmy, um, which is uh, directed by Steven Soderbergh and stars Zoe Kravitz. Uh, as it's, it's kind of a, a, a blend between the, the conversation and Rear Window. I don't know if you know those films, but she has a job where she um, works for a thing called Kimmy, but it's basically an Alexa Siri type type thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they sent her audio clips that Kimmy has been unable to decipher, like using AI, and she says what they mean and feeds it into the program. Um, but she hears one where she she can hear a woman being assaulted in the background, so she okay, yeah. has to kind of deal with this. But also, it's set during or kind of post COVID lockdown, so they refer to COVID and stuff, and, and she's not willing to leave her flat. So I've got this whole thing about how can she go and. Uh, tell people about it if she's too scared to leave but then various people find out she's doing this and it kind of is a classic thriller she's being chased down type situation. Uh, yeah uh so i i finally watched this because um, i i started watching in fact i finished watching um the tv series high fidelity on disney plus which is really really good best tv series i've seen in ages and i recommend that and that stars zero Kravitz, and it got cancelled after one one season um which is really sad but i thought i'll see what else she's up to so i watched this and uh it felt i mean she's good in it um, but if I watched I thought oh this feels like it's kind of my first time director who's just finding their feet and shows a bit of promise but not, not that great and then I looked it up and discovered it was Soderbergh so I was really surprised by that because it it felt very uh, by the numbers it, it wasn't very imaginative at all okay really um, there were some really strange things where like she, at one point she just casually references the fact that she was assaulted at some point and someone else says oh you've not been the same since Evergreen that's never referred to again and evergreen is never explained it's, <laughs> it's just a bit, uh, bit odd really and i don't know whether he he did it like um unsane where he filmed it on an iphone or something like that i think he's going quite low low tech but yeah i i was a bit disappointed if i'm honest uh, i don't think it's quite short it's an hour and a half uh i, I shouldn't watch it i don't then. think you need to bother no. yay no. good there you go uh, we move on to our next segment, Look Back in Oscar, where we talk about a film that has won a Best Picture Oscar. Um, we're doing slightly out of order this time, um, and it is the film Going My Way. Zijan, what's all that about? Um, so, Going My Way is a 1944 American musical comedy drama film. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, oh my god, I just copied this from Wikipedia. I didn't realize why I said it. <laughs> but yeah. um, directed by Leo McCarry and starring Bing Crosby and Barry Fitzgerald. The film is about a new young priest taking over a parish from an established old veteran. So Going My Way was followed next year by a sequel as well called The Bells of St. Mary's. Was it the next year? Oh, I don't know. That. Yeah. It was the highest grossing picture of 1944 and was nominated for 10 Academy Awards, winning seven, including Best Picture. And I think this one, you know, this is one of the awards that has, um, one of the films that has one of the unique awards as well because I think Barry Fitzgerald was nominated twice mm-hmm. for the same role. He was nominated for Best Actor and Best Supporting Actor. <laughs> yeah, back in those days, I think you are, you just get nominations from, uh, and it's based on number of awards. So apparently he got both 
positions because yeah. they couldn't they tell the difference. They changed the rules uh, after yeah, that. Yeah, after that, yeah. Amazing if he'd won both. That would have been crazy. Uh, yeah, so it's as you say, it's it's a musical, although not very much musical. Well, in a sense, a musical that they do sing some songs, but the songs don't really have any reflection of what's actually happening in the film or the plot. And and they're always kind of um, in character, so they're kind of hey, let's gather around the piano and sing a song. It's not like um, yeah, it's not like singing their feelings or anything. Uh, it's not very good. <laughs> is 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 my snap view. Yeah, I put one word for my review for it. I put it as inoffensive. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I was kind of amazed that this won seven Oscars, you know, nominative, how many that it was. It's, cause it's, I mean, I, it's just not, not great. I mean, Bing Crosby is, is a good singer and a charming guy, but not not really tearing up anything with this. this it's, it's a fine performance. It's, it's okay. Um, yeah. What's the name of the, the, the older priest? Barry... Uh, very Fitzgerald, Fitzgerald. Yeah. I thought he was very good um, I thought he was good too yeah he's probably better than Bing Crosby the hmm. thing is my, my issue with the film is just nothing really happens no it's quite episodic isn't it like it he, really does yeah he'll meet someone and they have a bit of a problem and he chats to them about it and he's like oh there's a rough boy in the neighbourhood I know I'll get him singing oh there's a yep. woman who wants to do some singing I'll get her doing some singing most of his <laughs> solutions are singing based uh, oh the church is burning down Let's do some singing. It's yeah. I, I looked up the other films that were nominated this year, or, or mm-hmm. and there's a film called Double Indemnity, which I watched a couple of years ago, or maybe last year, uh, which is fantastic. A really great noir film, probably my favourite noir film. And the, the fact that this beat that is is insane. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, it's I, inoffensive I, as well. I didn't hate it. I was kind of bored. <laughs> that was, yeah, same, yeah. same, same with me. Like I don't. Yeah, it's not like yeah we. It will be on the bottom of my list of the Oscar winnings winners. Not not right at the bottom, but down there. Um, yeah. It's just yeah, nothing nothing happens. Nothing yeah. happens. Yeah, if, I was for me. Obviously, Tom Jones is the worst one. I think we're, we're I can't see that. Ever, ever yeah. But this for me is the second worst one we've done. I think it's pretty bad. Yeah. So I don't know. Different time. I suppose it was the war when people wanted something happy. I don't know. Mm. But, uh, also, for for two priests, they don't really talk about God much. But there you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dear. Well, that's uh, that's going my way. Next time we return to Actor Factor, where we talk about the film's particular actor, and this time it is uh, Barbie herself, Margot Robbie. Um, oh, nice! You know, I'm slightly surprised that we haven't already covered. But there you go. We will. Ah, me too. Cover that next time. There's some good films there. Mm, I did check to make sure because uh, my first like three or something. We're like, oh, we've done them. We've done them. Oh, dear. Um, well, let's talk the main event, Sejan. It's Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Multiverse of Madness, the you. movie you've looked forward to the most. Yeah, I think this is yeah, the big one for the year. The one that uh, that I was I took time off work in order to make sure I could see it on the day of release. Wow, yeah. I definitely, I definitely yeah. didn't do that. Yeah. Well, I was. It came out on the Thursday in this country, and I was busy on Thursday night and Friday night and Saturday. And I was like, oh, I'm not going to wait till Saturday evening to watch this. That's insane. So, well. It's actually quite a reasonably short film. To I thought because like when I yes. went in there thinking that it was going to take like three hours long, but I said, "Oh wow, it's only been two hours since I went into the cinema." So yeah, I mean, but bad, I was late. late. You missed most of it, but it's uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, too short in my view. But we'll come to that. Mm. Um, do you want to give us the your your yeah. usual excellent introduction? Okay, and I may butcher the pronunciation of her name. I mean, I, uh, I, I, we... I, I couldn't even say multiverse, so don't worry about it. <laughs> so this is a sequel to Doctor Strange. Uh, in this film, uh, Doctor Strange. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, we're covering all the bases. Yes, it is. Of yes. course, just in case people do not know, Colin. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not like it, the name of the film is called Doctor Strange 2, it's, right? It's that's called... a very, very good point. I'm sorry. Yeah. So in this film, Doctor Strange, played by Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, is protecting America Chavez, uh, whose name I think, I'm going to I, think, mis- I think Chavez, but I could be wrong. Chavez, whose uh, actress I'm going to mispronounce. I'm very sorry. I believe it's Sochi Gomez. I looked this up. Oh, that sounds believable, yeah. Yeah, I definitely tried looking this up to make sure that I, I got it correct because I really don't like when people mispronounce my name. So I think it's only fair that I pronounce your name properly. So yeah. I hope it's correct, Sochi. Um, who's a teenager capable of traveling the multiverse. Uh, and in this film, you see uh, Wanda Maximoff is in it as well, uh, played by Elizabeth Olsen. Uh, and Chiwetel Ejiofor, Benedict Wong, Rachel McAdams all reprise their roles um, from mm. the previous film as well in this um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I this is one of those introductions that I cannot say a lot because I'll spoil everything. Yeah, so we'll do what we always do, which is uh, non-spoilers and then uh, spoilers. You, you're right. Um, that the yeah, we can't say too much in this section except to say that the trailers spoil quite a lot of it. Uh, anyways, I don't. Did know you I'm... think so? Like I thought the opposite actually. Really? I thought the trailers uh, protected much of the spoilers, or at least the main one. I, well, I mean so. I'll talk about it here, I suppose, because it's in the trailers. But things like uh, Zombie Doctor Strange, that was in the trailers. That was a kind of a third act thing. Okay. Um, yeah. Wanda interacting with the Scarlet Witch in a different uh, reality was a third act thing that was in the trailers. Um, the ver- maybe I'm just watching different trailers. <laughs> maybe. maybe. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think I was expecting, because Marvel are usually very good at, uh, at not giving stuff away, I kind of went in thinking. Well, if that's what they're putting in the trailers, there's going to be so much more stuff that they're going to reveal and that's going to happen in the, in the second, third act. And that just wasn't really true, I think. Ah. We'll, we'll, maybe we'll come to it if you, and you'll point out things I've forgotten. But Okay, yeah. Uh, but uh, there's a the thing, though. Like, I know you're looking forward to this film quite a bit. And for me, I was more ambivalent to it. So, like, I didn't really put too much weight into the trailer. Mm. That's probably why that I thought, like, yeah, it, it really didn't follow the trailer. And I was quite happy for that, okay. <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, but we can talk about that later. Mm. Um, yeah, I think well, one thing to say, I suppose, there's, you say there's a lot to spoil, but there's, there's probably less to spoil than I would have anticipated uh, in, uh, in, in as much as uh, your people, listeners will recall our episode where we went through 80-odd uh, characters to say, will they appear as cameos in this film? Because the, the rumours were that this was a, a cameo fest filled with uh, lots of exciting appearances by previous characters. And there was there was a strong campaign, I think, Zijana, that you'll recall that, um, that Kirsten Dunst threw back in it as MJ. Um, I think it's fair to say, and this is not really a spoiler, that that didn't really happen at all. <laughs> there, there were a handful of cameos and most of them were in the trailers. Yeah, I think that's fair. And this is what I also mean, because, and again, it, hopefully people have seen the trailers, but it seems so odd to me that if you're only doing that number of cameos that you put in, why would you put Captain Carter in the trailer? Why would you put Patrick Stewart's Professor X in the trailer? If if there's so few that you're going to do, those, those kind of it's not a big reveal if we all of you know it's there. Well, I didn't know Captain Carter was in the trailer as well. She, she was in the last in the last trailer. Yeah. Oh, I definitely didn't watch it. That's why I felt so much uh, better okay. about this film. Yeah, okay. Now, now this has changed quite a lot now, the <laughs> Yeah. So I mean, I probably, I guess, yeah. If people really didn't want to know anything, then they, they probably weren't listening anyway. But I mean, yeah. and her shield was on the poster as well, kind of fairly. Oh, um, I definitely did. Yeah. Maybe the moral of the story is, Colin, is that just don't, don't watch, watch the, the trailers. trailers. I guess so. I guess so. Um, fine. 
So, uh, so it's, it's by Sam Raimi, as you said, who's um, obviously did the Spider-Man trilogy, but is best known for horror, Evil Dead films, for example. And you can see that in this film. Definitely, definitely, yeah. Um, there were a lot of jump scares, uh, quite a few actually, um, and there are a lot of horror movie tropes and homages as well. But I do have an issue with the I like I do have an issue with this though, like the. The film is rated 12A, hmm. I believe. Is it? Um, okay. I think this movie is a bit too scary for kids. Yeah, I think that's that's fair. Yeah, it's, it, as you say, it does have the horror tropes, has the jump scares, has like hands coming through things and eyes coming through. Yeah, and very Sam Raimi-esque. And fine, you don't get lots of blood or anything like that. But yeah, it is, it's going to scare the kids. I yeah. think so too. Like I, I was looking at this, right? My boss was asking me, "Oh, what do you think?" I'm going to bring my son to it. I said, "I, I actually warn him and say that, yeah. yeah, this is actually quite scary." Um, but the the problem is with this as well is that it's too scary for kids. But I don't think it's scary enough for adults. Yeah. Like so, so when this first was announced, it was kind of this is the MCU's first proper horror film, and and, and Scott Derrickson dropped out at some point, and I thought it might be because they were tempering it down, but I don't think we've ever kind of find out exactly why that was. But yeah, you're right. It's it's not a full. I mean, it is a horror film in some ways, but it's it's a horror superhero film. But it's not mm. kind of yeah. If you're a horror aficionado, uh, your your friend, my friend, David Park Froud is not going to be uh, is not going to be delighted by this one. I don't think. No, mm. like and even yeah, even me. Like I don't like horror films mm. per se, but I think I was quite like disappointed because they, they he keeps trying to tread the line between making a horror film but not really a horror film and trying to make an action. A superhero yeah. film so by trying it, it doesn't blend very well personally I, I don't think especially the music I thought the music was very poor because okay. yeah because whenever there's a horror sequence coming out mm. the movie just becomes this uplifting superhero thing superhero right. background Danny Elfman of course back from uh, yeah it just pulls me out it's like oh wow I'm not too sure what you want me to think about or react <laughs> or to, to this particular sequence but you can't really try to scare me but suddenly change you know the mood with the music it just doesn't work that way so i don't think it really works very well as trying to combine two different tropes it's also quite um a lot of occult type stuff in this and again it's fairly watered down occult stuff but and and from if people watch towards the end of wandavision maybe wouldn't be that surprised by that but it's quite a difference so when wanda maximoff first came in she could do stuff that was basically magic yep but it wasn't kind of witchcraft as such i know she's called the scarlet witch so i kind of see where they're going with that but yeah with yeah i mean i don't they've got all these candles around and incantations and books and things and it is quite significantly different to what we've seen in the mcu before <laughs> more kind of like the first suicide squad movie in that in that respect and i didn't i didn't love that either if i'm honest um, yeah i i must i don't think they'll be sticking with that Maybe in the Agatha House of Harkness series, if that ever happens, but I don't... No, I don't, I don't think, think this... Yeah. I just wish they would commit more. I wish Sam Raimi would commit more, or Marvel would commit more. It's just It just feels like two different films trying to be one film, yeah. in that sense. Um, so you talked about uh, America Chavez. Um, as you say, she can, she can burst star-shaped holes through realities. Hmm. Um, did you know that... Uh, so Spider-Man was going to be coming out after this film originally. And she was going to be uh, in that, and they basically gave her parts to Ned, which is why he can suddenly uh, do magic stuff. Okay, I think now that everything makes more sense now. <laughs> yeah, I did wonder about that. Yeah. Oh, of course, Ned is somewhat magical now. Yep, yep. Um, so they go through a few different realities. Uh, I think, again, this is kind of a spoiler, but 
I would have liked to see more multiverse. Yep, locations. me too. I, I've put it in my yeah. I, I wish there was more. Like you basically, they basically spent the most of their time in this other Earth Earth eight three eight. Yes. Um, yeah. And you have just like like what one minute thirty seconds of them going through different multiverses, but, but they basically that, yeah, spent all that, their yeah. time in just one Earth, which is waste. Waste. If you're calling the name of the film Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, I am going to expect you to give me loads of multiverses. Yeah, and I think people had expected they would be previous films. So uh, go go into the world of Spider-Man, go into the world of Fantastic Four stuff. But but even if they're not that, yeah, go into some more exciting ones. Go into a dozen of them. But yeah, they they got this scene. It's, again, it's in the trailers where they crash through loads of them. Which all look kind of nuts. Like one of them's a paint universe, one of them's underwater. Oh, I love that. Ones are, they all look pretty great. And then they land in one that's basically the same as ours, but with more flowers. Yeah, that's it. Which is why a waste, right? Why a waste of a concept. Mm. Ah. And I think th- there is another one that they spend quite a lot of time in, which again we see in the trailers, which um, is one that is falling in on itself. Um, very similar to one we saw in the What If series. So they spend quite a lot of time there. But yeah, basically two of, uh, locations really. And and that's it. So again, now the multiverse is open. This is not the last time we'll be in the multiverse. But for the first first multiverse film, it seems like such a waste to have that and then not use it. I know. Yeah, I know. Um, we've got quite a lot of MacGuffin-y type stuff. Yeah, they're running after it's... different things. Lots of books. Uh, two books. Two books. Two books, too many, if you ask me. Uh, no, that's, they can have some books if they want. That's fine. Uh, I haven't got huge amounts of stuff um, pre... No. Uh, well, we can talk about displays. the actors briefly anyway, Oh, yes, right? of course. Like, we usually do, don't we? But, um, yeah. Go for it. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, you mentioned America Chavez. I thought I thought Sochi Gomez played it very well, to be fair. I think she was my favorite in a, in a film. Like, um, I, know, I find her very endearing. Yeah, uh, I think we're going to see a fair bit more of her. Uh, yeah, she seemed she seemed fine. <laughs> yeah, I found her very endearing without being annoying, which teenagers can be nowadays because we are old. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> the actual I've seen a couple of interviews, and the actual actor seemed much more teenagery. Ah, uh, ah, uh, God, teenagers, teenagers. Uh, look at them with their TikTok and their <laughs> hogs. I don't know what teenagers do. Um, but the comeback does his stuff, as you might expect. I. I do feel he didn't get that stretched in this film. I mean, have you seen Power of the Dog yet? No. no. I mean, it's so good in that. And then, yeah, uh, it's nice to see Rachel McAdams back. Uh, it's good that he has, she has more to do in this film as well compared to the previous one. Yeah, she does. She does. I didn't. Their, their romance, or lack of it, I suppose, uh, or, or failed romance, is, is more heavy in the plot than I thought it might be. Yeah, but that's, I thought that's what you like. Which I do like. I do like. I don't think it, nat- it necessarily landed brilliantly here. I, which is slightly weird because like Sam Raimi, I think, did such a great job with uh, with the Spider-Man MJ romance. But this one, it always felt a little... I mean, it was quite, I say, major, but it always felt a little bit stilted to me. Maybe because they got different versions of, of the characters in different places. Mm. Um, uh, I found it a little bit heavy-handed at, at points. Yeah. Um, we we know what he was trying to accomplish here. We, we I mean, Doctor Strange is basically trying to see that in all the realities that he is part of, will he ever end up with um, Christine? Yeah, Rachel McAdams with Christine. Yeah, yeah. which was uh, again the, the What If episode. The basis of that was in the, it was based in a universe where 
he loved her and he she kept dying and he basically destroyed the reality in order to try and win her back um showing a passion for her that i think wasn't clear from the first film but it's nice to see that, that it's been built on here and uh we learn that in different realities the main difference between characters is their hair so we see uh, various different iterations of hair and, and facial hair from Benedict Cumberbatch and different shades of hair from Rachel McAdams. Um, I think the uh, the visuals, I think there's some really fun ones. There was a bit of shonky looking ones. So if you missed the opening, then you didn't see the worst of it. But the first scene is uh, is all CGI and doesn't look great, if I'm honest. Okay. Uh, uh, but generally, it's pretty good job. I think Earth 838 looks pretty cool. Uh, um, yeah, it looks it looks okay. It looks okay. I thought a zombie is strange look would be weird. Yeah, yeah. I thought the makeup on his face looks a bit kicked on, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, they should have buried him for a week to, uh, yeah, to really get it to work. Exactly. Um, uh, again, minor spoilers, but they've got pizza balls in this. Is is that a real thing? I mean, you have dough balls here, right? Isn't that the same thing? Yeah. It seemed like the cheese and the pepperoni stuff was on the outside. I don't know how. Unless you like, do you put it on a stick and bite this, bite it off that or something? I think you wouldn't yeah. want to. You wouldn't want to hold that. I don't think. You just get no. cheese all over your hands. I mean, it looked delicious, but I, think, I don't know how you'd eat it. That's my. <laughs> but the main question, Zijan, the main question is, what did you think of the character of Sarah? Which one, Sarah? That's my point. Uh, <laughs> Oh, okay. Because because um, um, I'm a, a big collector, as you know, of Funko Pops, and uh, <laughs> one of the Funko Pops was of the character of Sarah, and everyone was like, "Ooh, ooh, who's this character going to be?" Um, she's in one scene, uh, and oh. she dies instantly. <laughs> oh, that Sarah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, you can buy a Funko Pop of her if you um, if you want to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so weird. We, we've got Elizabeth Olsen reprising her role. Uh, yes, Wanda yeah. from Wanda Vision as well. Um, yeah, one thing is that I like that they continue the story of Scarlet Witch from uh, Wanda Vision. Really, so there's there's definitely a continuation from that. Yeah, um, it, was, it was a good job of of uh, I think of, of doing that story so that if you hadn't seen Wanda Vision, you kind of got a quick proxy of what you need to know. But if you had seen mm. it, then it, it kind of picked up on that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah, she, she's she's uh, she's very good. She is very good. Yeah. Um, and then we have Bandit Wong as the Sorcerer Supreme, who, by the way, I think the title is just... <laughs> it feels like just a title now. Uh, it doesn't really say much. No, he, I liked him. I thought he was very good um, mm. and quite funny uh, as well. It's, it's so weird when I hear him speaking in a kind of Cockney accent uh, in, in interviews. I, I didn't actually... I don't think I knew he was British. Is he British? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. So... Um, Yes, good. Good to see. Uh, good to see him doing his thing. We got a I brief appearance from Michael Stuhlbarg, uh, yep. who was in the first film, and as you say, uh, we get Chiwetelija Four back, which we'll come on to in spoilers, I guess. Yep, I think that's it, really. So, spoilers. Final then. thoughts. Oh uh, yes, I I I was disappointed with this film. Is my main takeaway, and I, 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 partly because I think I built this up to be this kind of really. <laughs> I think the whole like is a cameo fest thing. I think that can be a really bad way to like. I don't want a film that's just fan service piled on fan service. But at the same time, I'm a fan, and I, and I, I kind of was looking forward to seeing how that would work with these kind of. Oh, we'll see these characters back. We'll see how this all works. And I think whilst the performances were fine, and it was an interesting way to go with some of the characters, to me it was just disappointing they didn't do more with the opportunity. I agree. I agree. Same. I, I felt just. Yeah, 
disappointed by the whole whole thing really but which is a shame as well because i thought the arc that they wanted to bring wanda for this film is makes the most sense and they could have done so much with that as well i thought like her character arc was probably one of the best ones that there is in the entire mcu because like it's, it's rough, man. <laughs> shall we? Yeah, shall we? Shall we go spoilers and then we can talk about that? Yeah, spoilers, uh, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Uh, yeah. So, well, let's let's talk about Wanda then. Mm-hmm. She turned evil. I didn't know that, but I predicted that because I did. I didn't watch the trailer, the last trailer you saw, but I did predict it in probably one of the predictions <laughs> podcast that we do. Yeah, and I I did know this, or at least I was very certain of it. Um, I think partly because I do, I watched and listen to too many podcasts and things that talk about trailer breakdowns and whatever else but uh, I think from from the trailers it was fairly clear that she was going to be if, if not the main villain then certainly villainous maybe so maybe she was more villainous than I'd anticipated but you're right she, she's absolutely been beaten up on that she lost her parents she lost her brother she lost her husband three she times lost her kids. maybe she lost her kids uh, well yeah they're really beating up on her she, what a what a, uh, I feel so sorry for her. You know, you can you can clearly understand someone with that much power wants to do the things she wants she chosen to do. Like I would, like would, if you are grieving, you? but you have, yeah, I think so. Like I can understand though. I can totally understand. So I, I I get that. Yeah, she's been driven to the edge. She really wants. So for those who haven't seen One Division, she kind of creates this reality for herself where. She and Vision are happy, and they have two kids, uh, Tommy and Billy. And it turns out, yeah, well, she, she kind of kidded herself that this is, this is real, or kind of half kidded herself. Um, and then she discovers that her kids do exist in the multiverse, so she wants to go and take them. Yes. Uh, and even in the film, they point out the kind of the flaws in this idea. It's like, what's going to happen to the Wonder in that universe, and what, what's going on? Uh, but she's so villainous, so villainous that. Is there any way back for her? I don't think there is. Um, it's yeah. She pretty much she killed a lot of people. She did kill a lot of people, uh, and she is. I mean, this is the most horror tropey bit of it. She she is the kind of just marauding, almost uh, impossible to defeat uh, villain. She she's trying to get to America Chavez because she has the power to go between multiverses. But yeah, um, well, let's talk about some of the people she killed. These yeah. are the only cameos uh, in the film. And what a weird, perverse, almost comically so choice of cameos. Um, <laughs> let's run through them. What, the Illuminati? The Illuminati in Earth 838. Uh, we have... The ones we know. Right, so we have Captain Carter. Um, no, it's easy. Here's a little list for you, okay? This is, I've prepared this. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, Benedict Wong, Tom Holland, Andrew Garfield, Andy Serkis, Karen Gillan, Anthony Hopkins, Tom Hiddleston, Idris Elba, Paul Bettany, Chiwetel Ejiofor, Florence Pugh, and Charlie Cox. These are all uh, British uh, actors who have played non-British characters in the MCU. I think, finally, Captain Carter is the first British superhero playing a British... or British character actor playing a British superhero. This is this is a great moment for Britain, Susan. Yep, until she got a shield red gun <laughs> through her body. Yeah, she died after like a minute, but still. We had her briefly. Had her briefly. Uh, dear. So she dies almost instantly. Um, she gets to say Captain America's line about I could do this all day. That's kind of cool. I guess. Yes. We have Charles Xavier spoiled in the trailers. 
played by Patrick Stewart. Uh, one thing I liked about his appearance was they played the 90s X-Men cartoon background music when he appeared. Mm. I thought that was very cool. It was good on That was nice. I never watched the cartoons, but um, he's wearing the suit from the cartoons, apparently. Yeah. And driving the dumbest looking chair in the world. Yeah, there's the cartoon chair, the yellow chair. I love it. It does not work in live action, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, I'm sure for fans of the, the cartoon... Well, you, yes, okay, you loved it. Good for you. Looked dumb. Um, he gets his neck broken. Yep, snapped in front of little kids who are watching this film. Yep. Um, uh, we have Maria Rambo, um, who in this reality became Captain Marvel. Yeah, uh, she has been Captain Marvel in the comics yeah. now and then as well, so that makes sense. Again, such a strange choice to bring... Of, of all the people you could bring in, to bring in Maria Rambo. I mean, I've got nothing against her. Patricia Lynch, she's fine. She... Did a good job. I, maybe there is a fan base for her. I don't know. But a strange one, and strangest of all, is that she's the only one whose death was ambiguous. Off screen, yeah. Yeah. So a statue fell on her, and you get the kind she, of classic her hand drops. I mean, she's Captain Marvel. <laughs> yeah, if she has Captain her. Marvel's powers. She if she won't be able to be stopped by a statue crushing her. So like maybe they're gonna. Uh, I've only just thought this, but maybe they're going to bring her back in the Marvels. So that's no, next mm. year, is it? There's a film with Captain Marvel and, and Ms. Marvel. Yep. It would make work. sense to bring her in from the multiverse. Okay. Yep. Um, we have, and this is the big reveal that got no reaction in my cinema, even though it was day one of release, uh, but I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, we have Reed Richards, Mr. Fantastic, as played by fan casting favourite John Krasinski. Yeah, that that was the part where I had a big grin on my face when I saw him. Mm. Like, oh. <laughs> he's and uh, he dies instantly. Um, well, he, well, he dies fairly quickly. He's got enough time. He got shredded. Us. He's got a, a wife and kids. So yeah. Sue Storm, who is Emily Blunt, basically. <laughs> Maybe, uh, I, I was yeah, I was happy to see him. I thought he, the, the rude way of saying this is to say he phoned it in. Um, the other, I guess, the polite, generous way to say is that. If he's going to play this role again, he doesn't quite know what he's going to do with it, so he didn't want to be too uh, leaning in any one direction. He felt he yeah, it very he, neutral. Yeah, you're right there, though. He doesn't quite come across as a Reed Richards. No. He's just like regular Joe it was <laughs> in very, a blue suit. Yeah, it was, just, it was so neutral. It wasn't going in any direction. And I do think he'll be back. I, I think, To me, I think this is a one-off to please the fans and they're going to recast for the film. What do you think? Yeah, it's tough though. I, I I would like to see an older Reed Richards, to be mm. fair. I'm a bit done with seeing young Reed Richards anywhere. And a story about him and his kids yeah. and his family makes a lot more sense. It's, it's, yeah, I would okay. think. And uh, he's a distant relative of Kang the Conqueror, I believe, uh, to tie yep. it all together. Uh, yeah, rumours are, is, rumors are that oh. uh, maybe he's going to be directing the Fantastic Four, which is why John Watts dropped out. I think that might be just made up, but you never know. Yeah, that will work, that will work. And at this point, we will play a clip <laughs> okay. from our predictions. Here we go. Um, I do think we're going to see anyone from <laughs> from the Inhumans. Um, <laughs> the, the, been, the humans that's hated so much by everyone. Basically, I've covered all the like all the TV series that no one watched. Inhumans, Runaways, Cloak and Dagger. I put no. No, no way. Well, we've made some incorrect predictions in our time, Zijan. <laughs> Uh, who knew who would have thought that of all the people <laughs> everyone 
in the Marvel universe. Oh dear. I mean, they have. We bring back Anson Anson Mount playing Blackigar Baltigon. Black Bolt. Black Bolt. Friends. Uh, he again dies quickly uh, in a pretty cool scene. Um, the Inhumans was 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 hated by everyone. No one w- really watched it, and the people who did watch it hated it, and it it's terrible. And Marvel kind of pretended it didn't exist. Except here he is. I mean, in the in the Illuminati in the in the comics, Black Bolt is part of that. Yep. So, and and the, the concept being, I believe, that they're kind of each the heads of the various different factions. So you've got the head of the Avengers, head of the Inhumans, head of the X Men, um, and Captain Marvel. And Captain, Marvel. yeah, that, that that kind of concept I get and I, I didn't mind seeing him really, I, nothing wrong with what he did but just such a weird choice this is what I mean by being perverse it was almost a kind of mocking the fans it's like you want you want cameos here you go have one of the humans and with his head blown off and his head blows off almost because yes for those who don't know um, his thing is that if anyone hears him speak they die basically although I think in this version it was slightly adjusted to it he just produces really strong sound waves that can kill someone so if you're standing behind him you're going to be fine yep um and that's how dr strange in this universe um asked to be killed basically because he had uh, become corrupted he gets evaporated um so yes wanda or scarlet witch blocks up his mouth so he then screams and it bounces back into his brain and blows it up in classic, that's how it works classic 12a fashion um, <laughs> And then we also see Carl uh, Mordo, um, who... As a Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah. And this is an interesting one. So firstly, Doctor Strange says, Carl? Which uh, I thought we already knew his name was Carl, but there you go, apparently not. Uh, Doctor Strange, our, our Doctor Strange, Earth 616 is Doctor Strange, says that, that Mordo on his Earth has tried to ruin his life. Yep, but we don't see it because it's all off screen apparently. It's all off screen. So at the end of the first one, you kind of get this, I think it's even a post-credits, isn't it? You get him saying too many sorcerers but presumably between then and now or presumably between the, the 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 blip and now he's been doing something maybe apparently um but it's definitely not effective because <laughs> no one's heard of him no since it's not worth a film anyway it turns out he's also jealous of dog strange in this uh, in this earth and so they fight uh, a bit we're uh, using hands because they can't do magic yeah because wow. they got the little cuffs on. Okay, yeah, fine, all right. Um, those are the cameos. That's all we got. Uh, and and the, not only that, she killed a lot more people as well. Pretty much all of Hogwarts was killed. Hogwarts? Yeah, that's Hogwarts, right? The magic school. What? <laughs> no, that's why I'm calling the magic school. Oh, and, uh, I see. Okay, yes. The uh, Kumitage? Like yeah, you said Hogwarts sounds is easier because I, yes. I can't remember the original name. But yeah, all the students pretty much died there. Including a uh, beloved character, Sarah. Sarah. <laughs> um, who destroys the Dark Hold, which is the evil occulty book, uh, before she dies. There's also a Minotaur type thing that dies. Uh, Benedict Wong survives. Of course. Uh, and takes her off to Mount something or other. Um, Mount Wundagore, Wun- uh, oh, which is where oh. the actual original dark stuff is carved yeah. into the walls. And there's a stu- uh, there's a carving of Scarlet Witch. And that's where she takes America Chavez, or she grabs America Chavez to there, so she can steal her powers. Slowly enough that she can be saved. Very slowly, right? <laughs> yep. Um, what you may have missed... 
uh, by coming up, turning up later, is that um, the original or the, or Defender Strange from, from America Chavez's Earth is trying to steal her powers um, because she can't control them and before as, as he gets killed. And we get this idea that Doctor Strange in lots of different multiverse locations uh, turns... Well, turns evil is maybe too strong, but kind of um, gets slightly... Well, either gets fully uh, turned evil as, it, as the, the one they come across in, in the disappearing reality is um, or kind of gets a little bit corrupted oh, um, yes doesn't doesn't follow through on, on his nobler ambitions he gets a third eye in the middle of his forehead doesn't he yeah the third eye happened That's for some reason uh, it wasn't something that you know I was like something that's worth the ending of the film for if that makes sense like at the end of the film you think that it's this this massive cliffhanger and stuff and then he just grows a third eye I'm like okay cool yeah so to, to explain uh, the, the, the Doctor Strange comes across in this disappearing reality where there's been some I think incursion is the phrase they could use um, mm. he has been fully corrupted and this is demonstrated by his third eye and then at the end of the film oh Doctor Strange gets a third eye gets, too he screams goes oh no and then like five minutes later he's like yeah right third eye so what does that mean for Doctor Strange is he now evil What's going Who on? Who knows? Has he going to just do exactly the same thing that Wanda did last time? <laughs> uh, I hope not. It's way too much. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, we, I, I, the only part which I enjoy about the whole Wanda arc is at the end when you know she reconciled with her kids and all that. I thought that was very really done very effectively. To be fair, even though I couldn't hear what was said, uh, as did you. Yeah. So but, just to explain that, then I guess so. America, yeah. she has her way of like she can't defeat Wanda or Scarlet Witch. Um, with the power but she can push her into a reality where she uh, basically just terrifies her children and realise I think she says I'd never hurt you I'd never hurt anyone and they like, oh wait a minute I've just killed a bunch of people yep I thought that was good I thought it was a good way of stopping her like the whole realisation of it yeah um, it's, a, it's a bit cliche but it, it works I know but, but yeah, yeah. But, and this is what I mean by what is there salvation because there's, there's this idea that she yeah she realises what she's done as you say the wonder in that reality says and yes, neither has understood it. Um, and I'd <laughs> Google it. Um, know that there'll be love. Know there'll be love, referring to the kids. And she destroys the dark hole, never mention, and pulls down this temple type place where it is on top over of Over her. herself. It's just like the statue over Captain Marvel. Yeah, it's all statues all the time. So there's there's kind of three options over here. So one is that she's dead, like she's gone, that's it. Uh, one is that she gets redeemed, and one is that they just pull in a wonder from a different universe. I don't really like any of those options. Yeah, they've done this with the comics anyway, right? Like the like this whole Wanda being evil thing is quite a common is 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 a well known thing in the comics. Like mm, the House okay. of M storyline is extremely well known. Uh mm. Wanda losing track, you know, with reality, especially because her powers allow her to change reality so she don't know yeah. what's real and what's not. I mean she destroys um, all the mutants the famously, doesn't she, in the um, She did, the yeah. yeah. She, she really did she didn't kill them but she just you know make half of the mutant population lose their powers and stuff. Oh, right. I thought she killed them. Okay. Yeah, because she was a mutant in the comics as well. So she was she did, she was unhappy with her powers. So she just wanted a life without powers. Just Yeah, okay. Yeah. I did, I, but, did yeah. I did see one thing suggesting that, and this is before the film came out, um, that possibly, um, I think it was like possibly Professor X maybe had been cloaking the mutants. So they've all been, they've been in the MCU all along and we just didn't know. And then Wanda kind of reveals them. But obviously I didn't, I didn't have them. I, yeah, I think she was so villainous. And I know what you're saying about yeah, she's trying to defend her kids. Well, in fact, she's not. She's trying to find someone else's kids. But no, leave that to one side. But she just she kills beloved characters. 
Um, well, but they are from another world, so it's fine. <laughs> and yeah, right. and Sarah, so and and, below, and Sarah, yeah, can't, I can't forgive for that one. Uh, I can't see Doctor Strange and Wanda teaming up again. No. Yeah. So I, I, I but then I don't think they've got rid of her forever. It, it felt too much. It didn't feel big enough for that. So. So what yeah. happens in the comics is that after she said the No More Mutants, um, she lost her memory. Yeah. Right. Classic, yeah. classic comic style. Classic, classic comic style, and the trope she lost mm. it, and she started wondering about. But, yeah, because I, I, I for, for the purpose of this story, I think she works well as an antagonist. But because of what we know of her, I'm thinking back to um, to Civil War, where she was just so devastated at having accidentally killed some people, and the whole One Division arc, where I know that she did some terrible things, but it was a romantic story, and and uh, and she was very much the the hero, I guess, of, of that. To then make her like this, I, it didn't. Feel like it was the same character to me. Mm. Anyway. I get that. Yeah, maybe some of the change again. Um, what we didn't say about Doctor Strange meeting his other self is they have a kind of music fight, which I thought was pretty cool. Kind of weird. That was very good, though. Yeah. Uh, although, like, their piano sheet music, I'm not too sure why an orchestra say comes out from it. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, and the weirdest part and the weird thing is that. He wants to prove that he really is Doctor Strange, so he tells him a little story about how his sister Donna died from falling through some ice. And I was sitting there thinking, well, this is a weird thing to add in, but also, if they're in multiverses, there's no reason to believe that necessarily happened to the other one. Yeah. Why would that be a thing? Um, what's happening next for America Chavez, do you think? Do you think we're going to see a lot more of her? Well, the whole plan was to get the whole Young Avengers together, right? Of course, uh, yeah. And America Chavez is supposed to She's be... Young the leader for it you have America Chavez you have uh, Miss Marvel you're supposed to have yeah. K. Bishop you have, you have the twins as well mm. uh, yeah because I thought they might because we talked about this before I think maybe they'll age up the twins to 18 or 20 or something and then put them in but, um, mm. I think that's less likely now I've but no, America Chavez's power is incredible though yeah, 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 yeah. It's I, extremely she, she strong. Feel like a leader. I, I don't think she'll be leading them. No, I think it'll be Hawkeye, right? Yeah, I think you're probably you're probably right. Kate Bishop. I'm yeah. surprised we didn't see Vision in this, because in this in this other reality where she's got her kids, presumably she still has, or maybe not. Maybe she lost her husband as well. But um, yeah. I was a little bit surprised that at least we didn't see that. Maybe that was too much to throw in. Because I mean, she's desperate to find her kids, but isn't that bothered about finding her husband <laughs> <laughs> uh, or partner or whatever they are? Um. <sighs> So I think it's just the post-credits, isn't it? Yep. So the first one, we see Charlize Theron appear out of nowhere mm. and pull Doctor Strange in a portal. The MCU has fallen so far that it's now getting guest stars from the Fast and Furious franchise. <laughs> uh, yeah, she plays Clear, we believe. Yeah, I didn't know who she was because I'm not a big, I'm not well versed for the Doctor Strange uh, mm. comics, so I wasn't sure who she actually was. Um, no, I obviously never never heard of it no. she, she looked apparently she was a love interest for Doctor Strange at one point as well yeah they get like married wife they get married yeah. yeah and she is the source supreme of the dark dimension so they 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 look like they're going to the dark dimension from where we saw Dormammu in, at the end of the well at the climax of the of the first film her costume looked very uh, comic-con-y <laughs> I did, it, yeah I didn't like it I yeah, really didn't like it I think that will be changed quite a lot uh, I hope so yeah uh, for next time, I say we we don't also don't, and then he he makes his third eye appear again and seems fine with it having been devastated by it five minutes beforehand. Uh, so yeah, it'd be interesting to see where they go with that. Mm. 
And I mean, so much has happened to Doc Strange since the first film in terms of in Avengers films in Spider-Man. He, he, he's moved on so much that who knows where he'll be by the time Doctor Strange 3 comes around. Yeah, exactly. And then we see Bruce Campbell. Uh, <laughs> Getting hit in the face. Yeah, Doctor Strange, but it's quite mean. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. He's, there are worse things happen in this film, but... Yeah, America Express thinks she can eat food without paying for it, which I thought I think that was very funny. Actually, it's like Mickey Universe is free, food is free, and then it turns out that they have to pay. And I think because he cuts a bit cross with them, Doctor Strange curses them that he, has, he beats himself up for three weeks, <laughs> uh, which That's is a reference harsh, to the Evil Dead, apparently, where he does the yeah. same thing. Anyway, he, uh, that's it, right? That's the film no, we did. The it. most awaited film, Colin. The most awaited film, and the, uh, uh, I say I think it seems to be getting uh, pretty good audience reaction. Uh, I wow. think there, there's a sizable minority uh, who are disappointed. I think I, I'm, I'm just looking at the reviews, right? People are just saying, "Oh, look, it's uh, John Krasinski." Yeah. Oh wow, Black Bolt. Oh wow, Professor. X. Okay, no one says "Oh wow, Black Bolt," but <laughs> "Oh wow, <laughs> Professor X." Um, but they're just like saying, you know, it's just fan service. You know, they're just saying, "Oh, look, look at all these cameos here," but, but they don't yeah, really talk about I mean, the that's part. It's of me. The I film. think you either. Either you go full on fan service and it's just every other scene is going through a fantastic form movie or whatever else, or you don't do it at all. But to do it in this kind of half hearted way just yeah. seems like the worst of both worlds to me. I'll give this like a six. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I don't. I think it's one of those ones I've been building on it quite a lot. It was. It was fine. It was all right. I think it's. 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 Uh, yeah. It's. It's an average MCU movie. But given what I was hoping for and given the possibilities available, it should have been a lot better. Yeah, uh, we move on then to the quiz where we're talking about the films, not of whichever two people you said last time you named <laughs> I forget because uh, we've done them already. But the films of Judd Apatow. Zijan, you are five two up for the year, I think. Okay, and a chance to extend your lead further. Cool. Question one: The end of the forty-year-old virgin sees a musical sequence where all characters sing and dance to which song? Um, Aquarius, let the let the sun shine. Yep, something like that. That's correct. I love that film. I and the ending. Have not seen it, but I like that song. Um, what is Andy's surname in the forty-year-old virgin? Oh, yeah, you're definitely choosing high ones just to try to make up time. Yeah, well, that, that seems. I mean, that's the character, the name of the main character. That feels doable, right? Uh, and uh, Andy Colette. Uh, Stitzer. Uh, close. <laughs> <laughs> Question two: Which film of Judd Apatow's uh, was the film debut of Ken Jeong? In which he plays a doctor. Ooh. Um, I mean, it feels like he'd be in Funny People, but that seems quite late. I'm going to say it anyway, Funny People. No, where would a doctor appear in? Knocked Up. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Um, who co-wrote The King of Staten Island with Judd Apatow and Dave Cyrus? Ah, uh, Yeah, definitely didn't do much of this reading for this <laughs> quiz this time around. So you got complacent now. Definitely, yeah. Uh, no, no idea. I can't even no. think. No. Uh, it was Pete Davidson. Uh, of course, the main actor. Mm. Uh, question three. Which of John Apatow's films acts as a sort of sequel to Knocked Up? Oh, you've been very generous this time. Uh, this is I 40. Know. Thank you. Uh, which makes me feel even worse about my next question. Um, uh, which presenter and media personality was awarded a 2017 Choice Award for Best Hissy Fit? For his cameo in Knocked Up. Wow. <laughs> oh, a TV presenter. Uh, he's a, a presenter and, and media personality, apparently, according to his uh, Ryan Seacrest. Yes. Wait, right, really? <laughs> Where'd you get that oh, from? Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, my goodness. 
that's impressive. That's, that's good. Wow. Um, question four: Which basketball player played themselves in Trainwreck playing Aaron's friend? Oh no, I have seen this. Uh, this is one of the few things I have seen. Uh, How many basketball players do you know, Colin? Like two. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right. But I think it's the other one. Um, uh, I'm going to say Kobe Bryant. It's the other one. It's the other one, isn't it? <laughs> yep, it's definitely the other one. It's LeBron James. LeBron James. Um, okay, question four. Which Billy Joel song is the favourite of Aaron in Trainwreck? It's Uptown Girl, right? It is. Yeah. Question five. In The King of Staten Island, what does 24-year-old high school dropout Scott Carlin aspire to be? Mm. Which basically starts the plot of the film, really. Yeah, annoyingly, because this is a film I want to watch, I didn't read the plot section because <laughs> I, <don't want, laughs> I, I didn't want spoilers. Um, well, his dad was a firefighter, so I'm going to say he wants to be a firefighter. No, he wants to be a tattoo artist. Okay. Uh, which means it too old with one question left. Uh, who plays himself tackling Karen Gillan's character to the ground in The Bubble? Oh, I haven't seen The Bubble. I, I have seen The Bubble. Who was in the bubble? Uh, uh, I know that's the comedian from uh, Taskmaster, isn't it? Gus Khan. I'm going to go with Gus Khan. All right. Uh, no, James McAvoy. But he was in it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. There you go. Two all. It's a draw. Uh, next time, possibly our most obscure quiz topic of all time. I don't know where this came from. Uh, how familiar are you with Ariana Grande's uh, work? <laughs> Uh, do you know the, Do you know the music video for the film uh, for the song "Thank You Next"? Okay, we're quizzing on movies that are referenced in Ariana Grande's, Grande's music oh, video for "Thank wow. You Next." Wow! Wow! Okay. Uh, okay. Wow. <laughs> uh, I look forward to that. Um, Zijan, what is our main topic for next time? I don't know. I think it's everything, everywhere, all the time. Oh yes, we are looking at my favorite Michelle Yeoh again. Yes, we are. Uh, which seems, I, I, I've been told not to find out too much about it before watching it, but it seems to be everything that Multiverse of Madness wasn't. So uh, we will find out and tell you all about it. See you then. Bye.